And so just so. I want to see. I want to see too. Do they get Liam Neeson? It's Disney. They can get whoever the hell they want. Jason Momoa does awesome. If he stops getting arrested. Uh, they gave him a clap or something else. They <laughs> got mod legs, Jenny. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even finish scrolling through his IMDb. Uh, he may have said sugar tits, but he heard that from Mel Gibson. We are live for another Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network production of the Triforce, of course. We try to come live to you, every, the three of us, every single week. And, uh, let's see, are we live? We are live. I'm uh, sharing it out. Does the sound work? I'm not on. There I am. So, I, of course, am one Matthew B. Grill, yes, that man. Yes, the sound works. And... To my left is one big brother, Stephen Bucarell, and uh, the other to my right is the old man, one Mr. Christopher Bristow. Yeah, no kids today. Kidless. Yes. Childless, and while we miss them heartfully, we do have some inappropriate news stories. But so, How's your carpet, by the way, Steve? Yes, yes. <laughs> Link, he's not coming, buddy. Link is not terrified. And Link um, is waiting for Kelly, who's not going to be with us. Yeah, our Kelly is uh, getting stuff together with the house. So, getting his uh, whole house together there. So, yeah, we got a lot to get to here, but I do want to welcome one person back under, dare I say, the Purjangers and Wallhangers love balloon. The light skin breakdown with Teddy Schools. He's been family. he's been pretty active. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's been active in the in the and he's taken this as not just wrestling but everything. Good. He's going to break it down, man. And that's a really good series that, um, yeah, you can actually see right over here to my side. Light skin breakdown. Part of the Perjangers Wall Hangers love balloon there. And well, I definitely want some love. Hang, hang on. Podcast will be coming out soon. Um, because we're all moderators on it. Yeah. Podcast will be coming out soon. That's his son. And, uh, yeah, man, Teddy is, uh, he's really good at breaking stuff down. I've been doing podcasts with him for a long time. And he, he is always we, fun. I want him to come up, man. Because we I know. Get, I've, been, I've been trying. I've been, get I've been talking things. to him about it. So it's it, it's in the works. It's Can in we the give works. him a call? Just like give him a quick minute, five-minute call and say, hey, what, what you up to? Um, it would be pretty cool. what he's doing right now. Probably doing something with his kids. But this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Rip Studios. Rip Studios, Tales from the Morn, Unfortunate Deaths and Unfortunate Ways. Episodes 1 and 2 are out now. Episode 1, Clean Shave and... I'm, I'm sorry, Close Shave. And 2, Until Death. Both are up now. couple minute long. Really good story. And uh, one of them is very shocking. Yeah. I'm uh, still... I'm going to say it every time. Proud of you and Joe for taking this endeavor. Absolutely. And more coming uh, in, on, in the pipeline. Another good episode is coming hopefully by the end of this year. We're going to get, okay. try to get work through that there. And, of course, I go. I come through it. I go through the dirt, the muck of the Internet, every single week to bring you what is the nerdy news. And uh, this week we have a specific little trailer here, which I know your Emma is going to love. Ah, yes. Season 4 of My Hero Academia, the trailer dropped, showcases the Shi Hasaki uh, arc. 
which is sets Midoriya and the other students on a much darker path. Leads uh, they leave the school for the first real outing as licensed heroes because that's where we left them on season three. Certain ones becoming licensed heroes, and other ones failed. So we're obviously going to see more of the character development with okay. these heroes and what makes them heroes when all the villains are starting to really collect because there's going to be greater threats, uh, greater threats, and greater foes Love the awaiting tweet. them. Yeah, man. And uh, the fans are really hyped for it, man. We've been waiting for it. Apparently, they're still working on another movie as well. So I'm really hyped about that anime train, man. A- Emma, it's Emma, just starting off. Emma got... She's, she's like, you know, head deep into to, into this series. She's so deep into the series that she bought My Hero 1 Justice on the Switch. No, nice. <laughs> I'll buy it when it's on sale. <laughs> Uh, it's called gift cards for your birthday. What are you going to do? That's very true. But October 12th, you can see My Hero Academia's premiere episode coming to you, man. This next story is a bit of a bittersweet ending, I feel. Because One Piece is coming to an end. This this manga started off in 1997 and proceeded to the anime series, which is still going strong at 900 episodes. It wow. has over 80 volumes right now of manga out there. And it's the story of Monkey D. Luffy and how he becomes the Pirate King. So, obviously, they're trying to set this down. Fans kind of got upset because they misunderstood uh, the creator. And there he is, Ichiro Oda. He is the creator of One Piece. He sat down with some Japanese YouTubers and talked about One Piece. Oda wants to finish up One Piece in five years. I mean, it's well over a 20-year lifespan of an anime, which is absolutely... That's unheard of. It's, it's continuous, because they've continued to go, and he's not the Pirate King. The whole series. No, it's not the Pirate King. It's how he becomes the Pirate King and finds Rod, uh, Golden Roger's treasure. And it's a really great story. It starts off slow, but all the great ones do. Black Clover, it's another one. Started off slow. It's ramping up right now, and fans are like, oh my gosh! They're blowing their minds out. And there's a lot of really great anime out there. One Piece, you can expect over 100 volumes by the time it's wrapped up. Next story. Rise of the Shield Hero. This is an anime that I got into... um, on my uh, dubbed anime site, and it's an interesting anime, which it's a fairy tale land. These gamers get, well, random people get summoned to this world to become a hero. You have uh, spear, sword, arrow, and shield. Everybody doesn't really like the shield hero, and they just got approved for a season two and three. On the Crunchyroll Expo 2019, man, they had that this K-pop band, which is going to make the they make the music of Rise of the Shield Hero, and it does have good music in it. A lot of anime really pride themselves on their intro music, usually not so much the outro. And I, in an example, I use One Punch Man. Like, what the fuck am I watching? But. Rise of the Shield Hero is really good because the shield, nobody really respects the Shield Hero and. The meat of this article is the main event, which was the discussion panel. And Tamuru uh, and uh, Sua, they had very interesting points when they got uh, on the panel. And they were speaking about the, you know their favorite characters. 
but the producer talked about the original design of the lead character, Nafumi. And he was supposed to look like like a geeky college student. And he wasn't supposed to look like a grizzled hero and a badass by the end. He was supposed to just look like a geeky college student, but the illustrator, Suya, just completely forgot at how badass he was. He couldn't help but make him look badass. <laughs> so he was so badass that he broke the geeky college kid mold. And that's one of the things that propels this story to that's really, like, yes, of course, I can see why they approved a second and third season of this anime, because it's fantastic. Definitely go out there and check it out there. It's everywhere. This story broke the internet a little bit. <laughs> well, let's clarify. Just their it website. Broke, it broke the servers of Disney. Oh. Now, here's the thing. You're saving $23 per year by this deal. But it's $3.92 per month if you're a D23 member. Now, even the free level membership. So you can go and sign up as a D23 member now for free, and you'll be able to pay $3.92 per month for your Disney Plus subscription. Here's the catch. Got to pay it in one lump sum. Yeah. They want They want to see. They, they, Show me the money. They're, they're, they're testing That's the, the waters. That's the all they're doing. They're, yeah. they're testing the waters. It's the same price as a WoW, like half half of a WoW membership. And if you scroll down, you see the, the, the fans tweeting out at them, like, okay, fix the internet. Where is it? This one? Please fix it so I can go sign up. And it continues on with that. Hey, ever had so much trouble in my life trying to give somebody some money? <laughs> like, they were really pissed that they had uh, not expected such an outcome. If anyone is questioning whether or not Disney Plus is going to be a success, consider that Disney D23 has been down for at least the last hour for people trying to gain early deals for yeah. this service. I mean, it's still not bad at the six, like what, six ninety nine a month. At least, and then twelve ninety nine, you so, get Hulu and so, ESPN. So, so it's so, like, so here's the here's the. Um, HD for simultaneous streaming. Like, here's the little jab that I'm going to do. So Disney is down because of fans actually clamoring for their stuff. Meanwhile, Sony was down just because they don't have a good network. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft network went down. Yes, a lot apparently. And I, I didn't have any problems. Oh, and how is the PlayStation network? Uh, I, it has its problems, but. You know. Overall, just normal problems. Yeah. Just yeah. normal shit. So that's my normal thing. Thing. Like, no. I remember having a PS3 and them having their network that went down. It was like over 2011. Yeah, it was like I just got Mortal Kombat 2 and I was like, no, fuck that. I, I can't play beat people online. Mortal Kombat 9. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. So then I switched over. And now it's just kind of a something that you can't really explain. But I do want to throw a shout out. Joe Rogan Experience. He had John Carmack on, which, of course, uh, if you don't know, this is one of the grandfathers of your gaming childhood with Doom and Quake and Rage. Now he's on the Oculus team yep. doing the mo- uh, Oculus Quest, the mobile one, and he was on there talking to Joe. Founder of Software. Fascinating two-and-a-half-hour pa- podcast that I'm not all the way through. I'm about, like, halfway through. He's talking about quantum entanglement with chips under 7 nanometers, and it's just like, if you don't know about computers and you know enough to go from A to B. He explains it. and Fantastic one. So definitely yeah. check that out. But D23, I see Disney really pushing through, especially with uh, the next story, this being available. 
Obi-Wan Kenobi. We know Ewan McGregor is reprising his role, and we now know the setting and time frame of it. The series is taking place eight years after The Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith. So we're seeing Baby Skywalker, him on Tatooine, protecting the baby. Now this is also, they're saying, this will tie into um, the Solo, that Star Wars story, Timeline. To where we see the Crimson Dawn and Darth Maul. And yeah. I see that as a very logical conclusion. <laughs> a plus B equals C. So, I would, I still, it doesn't make me any less excited to see him become, you know, Alexander Guinness. Kind of old, grizzled Obi-Wan. You know, ending the series off where it begins and filling in that gap. It gives you plenty of time frames for, to really develop the Obi-Wan character. And just how he has, in through the prequels to this point, you still see a guy who's going to be talking to his master. There, so if they get, do they get Liam Neeson? It's Disney. They can get whoever the hell they want. Like they got Angelina Jolie. You think they can get Liam Neeson? I think if you bring back original Darth Maul and Liam Neeson for this Disney Plus series, even if it's for one episode, so we could just talk with his master again as a nice little Easter egg. Well, they they teased that at the end of episode three. You know, yeah. Yeah, but they so, just didn't. They just left it up to our imagination. So I really, though, I really hope that we get a ghost Qui Gon Jinn. I would love to just have the outtakes of Liam Neeson, you know, sucking on a Yelena and be like, "Hello there, everyone." <laughs> <laughs> just don't bring back Jar Jar. No, <laughs> I don't care. And this is the Rebels. This is when they did it in mm-hmm. the an, uh, animated series, and I watched it because Joe sent me the link. Cuts them right in half right there. And it's just like, mm, yeah, he shouldn't have fucked with me. Mm. But it's really cool, man. And this is a rich timeline. And as a Star Wars fan, this is where it began. Obviously, with Rise of Skywalker coming out in December. A lot, and the, there's just a lot of clamoring. Because then, when we hit Rise of Skywalker, we've already seen The Mandalorian. Because it's being released in November with on launch day. So by that time, you're already a good chunk because it's weekly. Already good chunk yeah. into it, and this one, the Flash movie confirmed as director, and Andy Machete's next project. You know Andy Machete; he was director of Stephen King's It and It Chapter Two. So coming off of these two movies, It I believe is just coming out. Yep, to, uh, Chapter Two. Chapter Two is just coming out, and now he's going right over to the Flash movie. It's not going to be horror based. He says it right here. What captivated me about the Flash movie is the Flash human in the drama. So he's looking at the human aspect of the Flash, the drama that he goes through. And the, human, the human feelings and emotions that play in the drama mm-hmm. of it is going to be fun. I can promise that there, will be, that there will be any horror elements. I can't promise that there will be any horror elements in it. But it's a beautiful human story. Now, that doesn't sound like Flashpoint to me. Flashpoint, it well, yes and no. There, so there were always moments of levity in every dark, like, like gritty storyline. So it doesn't. And dark matter. and gritty doesn't necessarily mean horror. Correct. Some may see it like that. That's where I kind of see that waver. But so if you, if you, if you see dark see and gritty as horror every time, you're mentally fucked up in the head. But that is mental issues aside, right? He agrees. Yeah. The, the, the person with the, the... The master's degree agrees. The piece of paper saying that he knows his stuff agrees. 
we have professional opinions. Oh, and the writer. This is what I want to go to before here. Christina Hodgson. She is off of Bumblebees and Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, we have yet to see yet. Bumblebee, kind of that kind of feel you can maybe see him getting into. Now with Flashpoint, I also see them using this as a snap, as it were, to reboot the universe. Do we see Henry, Cow- have Henry Cavill recast along with Robert Pattinson's Batman? Because you can weasel in. Because this is also another thing. Go down to the very bottom of the article here. This is DC's lineup right here. Upcoming movies. Joker, October 4th. More later on in the podcast about that one. Then, right off of Joker, you're going into Birds of Prey, uh, February 7th, 2020. Wonder Woman, yep. 1984. June 5th, 2020. So that's a solid year for them right there. Then... Maybe you fit in Flash at the end of next year. Because you don't have another one until Batman, 25, uh, June 25th, 2021, Suicide Squad. But is, then is, is Flash going to be a prelude? August 6th, 2021. Is Flash going to be a prelude in the timeline, or is it going to be like... It has Azara Miller as Flash. Yeah, Ezra, he's on Ezra Miller needs to... like He's going to be awesome in the Flash. I mean, he, he was, he's really going to come into his own, because he had good, funny moments in Justice League. Yeah. He like, did. when they all go off, and he's sitting there like, oh, the fastest man alive, like, oh, bye. And then zooms off. Like, that was very Flash. And I see them bringing more of that over into Flash. But then you have Aquaman, December 16th, 2022. So there's a lot of gaps in there, but it's still a really solid lineup. You know you'll have Shazam 2 in there. And right, but when I'm, when I'm really a Justice League 2, I see this as maybe leading to that, bringing this them back a, together, trying to pull it. This is a uh, semi-rhetorical question. Because we know, does The Flash, at this point, like, during his movie, does he, like, go to a different Earth? Because like, he can do that. Yeah, yeah, you can also go into the multi- the, the multiverse with him, too, which would be kind of good. You could mm-hmm. kind of add that your multiverse look into it because you'd be going up against Doctor Strange then. That's where it's kind of, which way do you go? Do you go multiverse with Flash, or do you... And you come back to Flashpoint, especially once you've had Robert Pattinson develop as a Batman through a couple films. You can have him meet Flash, have the Thomas Wayne. You can have Aquaman, a good developed character by then, come in with uh, the events that will be Aquaman too. Yeah, maybe Black Man, uh, Black Manta coming back in it, and maybe another good de- developing story there because Aquaman, not really the hero that you really thought you wanted. And then they turned it into a great movie. Jason, Jason Momoa does awesome things. It doesn't matter. If he stops getting arrested. Yes, if he stops getting arrested. <laughs> so maybe movie pending. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if he gets arrested or not. <laughs> so. Oh, next story. I gotta is. tell you, I, I ain't afraid of this next story either. Ernie Hudson. Who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters movie is filming... Now he confirms it. Uploaded he, he a video. A good, he played a good cop in the crow, man. I have also uh, his IMDb for the next link because he has done a shit ton of stuff. Oh my god! I didn't even finish scrolling through his IMDb before I stopped saying, "Oh my god!" Like this man has been in so much, but he confirms that he's really excited for this. Um, he uploaded it via Cameo.com, and he says, we're start shooting right now. Hope you enjoy it as much as uh, the other movies that we've done, and I know I'm having a blast doing it. Here's and his IMDb. IMDb here, Ernie Hudson. 
You see Crow, Ghostbusters, Family Business, Mr. Beebe, Ghostbusters, I Love You Forever, Redemption Day, Wizard Dream, 2 NBA 2K. 2K. Yep. 2K20. He's LA like, Fitness. Arrow. LA Fitness. Oh, yeah. He was a good character in Arrow. Um, Napoli Ever After. Blue Bloods. That was actually a good cop show. That was a good With cop Tom show. Selleck. Spider-Man. Robbie Robertson. Yes, man. I completely. That was like, oh my god! APB, Twin Peaks, uh, Heaven Said, Modern Family, Spaceman. Hey, he was in Ghostbusters. No way. Bad Blood. He voiced Lucius Fox. Ghostbusters, the word game. Bad Blood was a good animated uh, DVD movie. Franklin Bash, that was a good. Oh, it's a law show. It's a law show. (laughs) It's Franklin and Bash. <laughs> Resilient Isles, a, uh, a law show, Mob City, Dads, it's Scandal. He's been in everything, man. See how long it is. You end up stop caring because it's it's just so much stuff he's in. He weasels his way into everything, and that's how he's been at a long illustrious career. Because this is Torchwood. all like 2011, 2012. Ah, uh, Torchwood, Game of Death. Okay, Criminal Minds, Law and Order. Heroes. I forgot he was in Heroes. Dragon Ball Evolution. I'm not going to judge him for that. No, he won't. Everybody needs a paycheck. And, you know, some people make bad decisions, Chris. I don't hold that against you, Ernie Stargate. Hudson. Stargate. If you could put us into contact with Bill Murray, see, you got to work the angles. <laughs> Ernie knows Bill. Title of the podcast. Walking <laughs> <laughs> in there. Superman, the animated series, Professor Felix, and Speechless, Cowboy Now we're getting into the 90s. The Crow. We're in the 90s, yeah. Sugar Hill, Batman, the animated series. Ben Stiller Show. Security Guard. The Wrong Guys. Weeds. That was a good show up until Saint? like the third season. Saint Elsewhere. Yep. Yeah. Well, rock. So, and Ghostbusters too. no way. Leviathan. Joker movie gets a standing ovation for eight minutes. I saw this. I saw this. Uh, I've looked into some of the re- re- the reviews that go out there. Yeah. A lot of them are really kind. IGN ranked it at a 10. Uh, Kotaku ranked it about like 88, 85%. It's about 88 on the Rotten Tomatoes meter right now. Okay. And from what I see, there's no solid like point was a critique from Kotaku, but I don't see that as necessarily a bad thing when you're talking about the origins to a man who is clinically insane. So, yeah, it shouldn't have one solid point. It should have many points throughout it. And I saw one uh, meme that that was going through, and it was the best Joker laugh. He has a solid Joker laugh, man. He has a real solid Joker laugh. And... Todd Phillips, why can't you do a genre comic book film like that? That's exactly the point. He did something that he had to fight for, he says in this article. We had to fight to get this made. They had to go to Warner Brothers and say, look, I want to make this. I want to make this. And it. I think it's going to outshadow Heath Ledger's in a way. Because, you see, Forbes' Joker is a phenomenal film destined to, pit, to be pitted against Heath Ledger's The Dark Knight. Performance title, definition, no screen portrayal of the character. It's just, I think this is going to be a whopper. And they're already rumoring 
whispering Oscar buzz about Joaquin performances uh, performance in this for Best Actor, and I would love to see this as the first comic book movie to win an Oscar, live action. That is because Spider and the Spider Verse already won that last year. This would be 2020 Oscars. I would love to see that. Do you think? And I already the next week, you know, but do you think that pretend, could potentially get thwarted by RDJ with Iron Man? Because that's a tough call, man. Between the two, man, I don't know. I, and I haven't even seen it. I love what they did with the trailer so far. They look like they're really going into kind of like um, a multiverse version of the origins that we see like from yeah. A Killing Joke. And we had a Killing Joke Mark Hamill version. Now we're getting a different portrayal of the origins of the Joker, not really drawing heavily from the source material, which I see a lot of people kind of giving backlash about that. Like, oh, you see the Waynes, it's in Gotham. And, you know, Arthur Fleck, he's going through, there's Arkham, you know, but it's not really heavily focused. But I think that's a good thing. It's separating itself while setting up its own really messed up character and who's to say they can't do Two-Face who's to say they can't do Clayface the um the the puppeteer the um yes go wrong guy Scarface the uh the puppet no Scarface the little puppet with the uh um the marionettes the guy who makes the uh, marionettes is the different guy the dark version of Jeff Dunham yeah. <laughs> Essentially, it's what it is. It's yeah. not Jeff Dunham. If Jeff Dunham ran a mob, that's what it is. The little cat, the, I forget the, the, uh, the name of the guy. He's a ventriloquist. There we go. God damn it, that was hard to say. The ventriloquist with the dummy named Scarface was, popped up in the animated series, as well as there was yeah. a lot of really co- uh, like deep cuts that they pulled in there. The animated series is really, that was like my favorite. And if they pull in like some deep cuts that I love from there, I give me a good Mr. Freeze. Like, like straight up a modern version of what the animated series did because that was truest to the comics. The best Mr. Freeze outside outside of the animated series would probably be have to be Arkham City. Yeah, playing the game in Arkham City. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you got to see the shred of humanity that was left yeah. after you defeated it. Yeah, yeah. And I really the games have done a really good job portraying villains. Even Gotham, they kinda hit it on the mark. I will say. I haven't finished Gotham, but did you know that's a show about Batman? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. You had to? <laughs> I had to. So that's really, uh, that's what I have in game in, uh, entertainment news. Now we switch over to video game news with uh, yep. a breathtaking gameplay footage, uh, 14 minutes long of Cyberpunk 2077, man. We see Johnny Silver... Uh, He's uh, the uh, digital ghost companion that you tow around with you uh, throughout your journey and exploits. So he's a ghost. He's a, you know, it's interesting to see what they're going to do with that character, you know. Um, But digital ghost. The demo was pretty much shown behind closed doors this this year's E3, and this is a little bit more of it, a glimpse into it. It's funny that we're talking about this because I was actually watching John Wick. Right before you. <laughs> I still uh, have to see that. that um, the f- I have all three, so if you give me your email. But the they set up these two classes in this demo, and they're two different builds: a strong solo player set around strength and direct combat, 
and the stealthier Netrunner, designed in more around hacking and manipulating technology. So, see maybe a little bit of like a futuristic kind of um, watchdogs. There you go. That's what I was thinking of. You have that little watchdog element with the hacking and the technology manipulation. Strong solo player who's just you know right out for direct combat and strength. You can build how you want, but there's no set classes. You can strengthen what you want to and be a tank, but you don't. You can still have those tanky aspects and be something else. It's very much a potluck I see it, and I, it gives a lot to player choice. It actually, it kind of forces you to make choices in the game, like on whether or not to work with the Netwatch law enforcement or kill them. It's your choice. But there's those deep, you know, kind of choices that are going to define the gameplay. But what really I see is what's going to haul this as an absolute amazing spectacle game will be the, the, end, the end game. These choices have to matter. It can't be Mass Effect 3. I knew you were going to go with that. It was a huge disappointment. <laughs> hey, which color door you want? It doesn't matter, but which one you want? We'll fix it later. It doesn't matter that you fix it later. You fucked up. You lost my trust. I was one of the few people that didn't actually mind the ending because I knew it really didn't matter. I didn't either. It wasn't that bad. I just wanted to see more from it because it was such like... That was the game, Mass Effect 1 was the game that really got me into RPGs. Like, I would dabble a little bit, like Fable, like, yeah, okay, but nothing really that would be complex. Well, after, after, after that, yeah, I went full hammer into the action RPG and even the MMO because I just got up my um, Old Republic up to date because there's a story about them later. But right. I'm really excited about Cyberpunk. We'll see it uh, coming to us soon. It's we're right on the cusp of it. Citizen. Yeah. It's actually it's not that bad that it actually seems. Yes, Star Citizen pushed back the beta uh, for the single player squadron forty two, which is star studded. It has Mark Hamill, Jillian Anderson, and uh, they went Lord. everybody who's in sci fi for the past twenty years is gonna be in this game. They Play sunk the, a uh, lot into trailer. it. Oh and in the background. Yeah. And then uh well, not, not yeah, that, that not that one. That one, the one that says cinematic teaser. <laughs> yeah. So, Star Citizen is you don't know. He wears a shirt every single week. Of him. not all of them are as sparkly as his Twilight one today. But housekeeping aside, the now, um, Star Citizen is a company. They do want to do it right, and they don't want to. So give you a glitchy. Let me give you the shitty. reason for why. And yeah, that is what they're doing. Let, let me guess. The reason is Chris Roberts. Well, Cloud Imperium. They, no offense. They want they want to do a, a schedule reshuffle over there at Cloud Imperium Games. The beta will be pushed back three months. So instead of the first public beta being out in, uh, earlier, it's going to be probably between July, maybe September. So who knows? Very much looking forward to this. But next year, twenty twenty. I want to. I want to put the. the, Uh, uh, I was working on my bachelor's. 
back. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't even got bachelor's at that point. So I'm gonna put that t- that time frame out there. Wait a while. To release September or July 2020. So that way, in the future, when we look back at this video, we go <laughs> 2020. <laughs> oh man, how gullible I was. But you never know. All right, there. That's the vandal. The reshuffle now. The studio is trying to transition into a staggered development style, with half their manpower transitioning into a, uh, the next quarterly update, while the other half lays the groundwork for the one after that. So they're kind of like powerhousing there. There's a it's bunch of idea. different modes in there as well. You have Star Marine, you have, um, which is the first person shooter, you have the aerial combat and the MMO side, as well as what they're drawing with Squadron 42, which is going to be the solo player story. Which is what everybody's really excited for, because you see all mm-hmm. these characters, and it's in this universe that, yeah, then you go over to the MMO side and you tool around, because you already had that solo player experience, yep. and I'm sure solo is going to mix all of the modes that they have in there, and make, make it something that this is a solid game that people said we couldn't do. And while it may not be finished, it gives you excellent groundwork to enjoy a fantastic game. And I've had fun playing it. I haven't actually committed to doing the updates on my PC yet. I just still have to try still, it on the new one. It was last time I played it. It was still an alpha. So it's been a while. Again, looking at another graphics card, maybe like a 1060 Ti. I don't know. Uh-huh. Kind of cheap now. But besides that, I am looking forward to Squadron 42, and I'm rooting for Star Citizen, man. That's obviously why I give him some love on the podcast. This next story is not so much love. Not so much love out there, but damn funny. Um... There was a leak. Audio leak sparks controversy. Will it impact Dragon Ball Z Kakarot? Absolutely not. But let's have fun with the story here. So, um, essentially, Dragon Ball Z voice actors are making homophobic remarks as well as incest and sexual jokes. The information <laughs> audio leak comes from the company in the midst of legal battles with voice actor Vic Miganova, who cut Whoa. ties after. Uh, reports of sexual misconduct. So you're telling me that Broly was sexually abusing people? No. Or abusive. Yeah. Uh, He may have said sugar tits, but he heard that from Mel Gibson. You can't can't pin that one on him. Knight jumps queen. (laughs) (laughs) Pollen jumps queen. (laughs) But Amidst a lot of sexual misconduct and allegations coming out now, as well as the next story, which is uh, multiple men in the game industry have been accused of sexual abuse or sexual assault. Jeremy Salt, compu- uh, composer for an unnamed, uh, so this is Vancouver on the of like a Me Too movement. So I guess yeah. it's called. That's a- it's going into the game industry. Which, come on, it's like Hollywood. Game you Me knew Too. it was there. Hashtag game me too. Everybody knew it was happening, but nobody did anything. Now people are going to do something. And I think that's a good thing that people are going to be more aware of this because, yeah, it shouldn't happen. You shouldn't have to go to work and deal with people harassing you in any There's form of fashion. a whole new meaning to not getting a one-up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, new meaning to one-up. Me too. <laughs> so, obviously, uh, the composer, Net... This is how this was released. Natalie Lawhead published a blog post called Calling Out My Rapist. Okay. So pretty forward, straight to to the chase there. Cut and dry there. Um, But a lot of people stepping up after that 
to really kind of voice their opinions and say, hey, this happened to me, this happened to me, and there's a lot of abuse coming out. So I want to, I want to just take take a moment with the on the precipice of this story and say, I find it very difficult only to, like, we're all gamers. Yeah, these companies put out these products. We don't have any, like, like vision in the background of what's going on. And, you know, as consumers, maybe we should. Um, and, you know, as more information comes out and, you know, things that are not getting sheltered, it all comes to information. Mm-hmm. So saying this for a hobby that I wholeheartedly love, please, if you are being abused or, you know, uh, assaulted, Mm-hmm. In any way, shape, or form, make it known. Yeah, absolutely. Because we, we as gamers, will will wholeheartedly not support them, even if even if it's something that we do love. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll you know not buy this game, do that. Because um, that's our ultimate power. Is we can we can do that. Yeah, and it's one of those things that. Yeah, you have to step up, and a lot of people are now, and that's going to give other people the courage and the voice to step up. So, not to get all dark and droll on you, but we do want to bring that voice out there, especially when we, since we're the podcast that came out with Breakdown, Females in Gaming, and this is a very big topic that is coming out right now, so yeah. we want to throw out the support for all women in from the Projangers and Wallhangers camp. This camp is a little bit more light-based. This is the MMO we mentioned a little bit earlier. The Old Republic getting an expansion, onslaught, and a new story arc around two new planets uh, and the get between the Galactic Republic and the yeah, Sith Empire. Who was the one that was trying to tell you to get back into this oh, game? On uh, October 22nd, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, probably the same person that's telling me to let it breathe all the time, but... Yeah, man. We could never name him. He's, he's very wise. His name is Bob. He's very wise beyond his years. <laughs> but you uh, here this week? Is it that guy? <laughs> no. no. So, um, I am ex- impressed with this one because they're adding two new planets. One is the jungle planet of Onderon and the pirate city of Meksha, which is a, uh, a asteroid base, which is now a hive for scum and villainy. Must, much okay. like, Must Cantina! One shot. <laughs> um, but, if you're a high-level player, <laughs> if you're a high-level player, they also have a new operation taking players to one of Onderon's moons. Which, guess what? It's just as deadly. And the jungle planet. Yeah. There's a theme there, and it's called Duxon, not Doxon, because he's part Doxon, but not from Duxon. <clears throat> Keep going. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Um, but any active subscribers, this is also a thing that I found interesting. Between September 1st and October 22nd, when Onslaught comes out, if you uh, become a subscriber, it will also unlock a character creator, Squidhead, called uh, the Nontalines. So you could be a Squidhead. Okay. You won't be a Squidhead, you just subscribe now. Or you still play the free game, which they just updated free uh, player perks and stuff. So, it's better than it was if you played it before. I hopped into it before they did the free player update. I'm going to hop into it today. It's a great game, man. If you want to be Star Wars, if you want to be a a bounty hunter, which I'm probably going to start a bounty hunter mission. I started a Sith campaign, and I have my main Jedi 
counselor campaign that I like, but there's all the different classes that you could ever want in a Star Wars game. It's yeah. great. Great play. Next story. Capcom! Teasing a new Resident Evil oh, game. You tease. You're just teasing me, Capcom. They, it's not directly been officially said that this is a Capcom game, but it's called Project Resistance, with the R and the E being in red and the rest being in white, and linking to the official Facebook page for Resident Evil. So they're going to go live on September 9th at 10 a.m. on the website for a teaser trailer for the new game, and Capcom will be showing it off at the Tokyo Game Show, which is the September 12th through 15th. And that's also where we're going to see more gameplay footage from Death Stranding and Hideo Kojima. We're going to see a lot of stuff. Capcom, Bandai Namco. I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot more footage from uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. As well as a game that, a company that you never, you you thought that it wasn't, scroll up, they can't see. Um, You didn't think that they were going to be coming back. Telltale Games is being revived as a new company with rights to Wolf Among Us and Batman, and the new runners are Jamie Otley and Brian Waddle. Jamie Otley was CEO of Galaxy Pest Control, and which worked on such licensed programs as Duck Dynasty and Power Rangers, so you can have a lot of hope there. And Waddle previously ran sales and marketing for the Havoc game engine. So, two guys that have nothing to do with Telltale, running the game company, and... Right up here, they have the comments here. In addition to Wolf Among Us, as a, which was a scheduled sequel at the time, New Batman, Telltale also has the rights to, Puzzle Agent, and Otley says they're also looking at a, other expired licenses to look into. And if you go down here, they may. this is where I would say my best bet we're going to see more Borderlands, Game of Thrones, Guardians of the Galaxy, Minecraft... Any any of those, they're probably going to see what they could get the rights to. They don't have rights to Stranger Things or Walking Dead now. So, probably not going to do that, especially since they already wrapped up the series with another company. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably dead and gone. I see maybe trying a new IP. That could be something that may be a well-worthwhile go into, but... I don't know, man. Uh, Telltale, the old Telltale. Now, they are offering employment somewhat to the old Telltale employees. You could be a consultant and with the potential of becoming a full-time employee. So, they kind of give you that. So, what's your... what's your Where where do you stand on the needle on this? Is like, Are you glad that two people that are outside of the gaming industry that didn't have it, anything to do with the failure of Telltale games? I mean, yeah, they may have been fans of Telltale, but... That original company did something well with episodic games. Now these guys are saying, "Oh, there's something that we loved about we love about binge watching." That's all well and good, but Telltale was episodic. They made you wait. They gave you choice, and they told a story with still having it feel like an action game. That Batman Telltale series was fantastic. You got the origins of Joker and all these different characters coming together. It was by far probably one of my favorite Batman games. And with, I didn't play Wolf, Wolf, The Wolf Among Us, but um, Walljanger Rory Carroll, he is a buddy of mine for a while ago. He hopped on Wolf Among Us, and he said that was a great series. So going through and through, he bought it on a Steam sale, and just boom. It's These are good games, and without the original help, the original luster, you know what I mean? You're just putting on Telltale's dead corpse. 
You're just wearing the, the dead skin of Telltale. And you're saying, hey, look, we're back! Like, mm, real fans are going to look at this like, so uh, I, I got a whole, I got to let it ruminate. <laughs> let it breathe. Let it breathe. So here, I uh, swear to God, we're working on a website. I want to get a store with you at, dressed as Elsa and let it breathe on the shirt. I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> it's great because you just get you just, you just get Gollum from Lord of the Rings, and you put boom Elsa at the bottom. Let it breathe, right up, <laughs> and that'll be at the bottom or on the back. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Perjanger's T-shirt's coming soon. So here's uh, I'm I'm on the I'm on the side of if you have I'm all for like the. The underlings of the upper management to keep their jobs, and the upper management to keep kind of get gutted yeah. and replaced. Because then, the the ideas of old can't can't filter down the, like the things that made it. Famous. Well, the location of the new place is also going to help them because they're right on the they're on the west coast. They're in yeah. Malibu, California, so they're right in a prime area of where there are more. Developers, yeah, they might say out here. And I, you know, they didn't put it in more high density hub, but but I want to have hope for them. This is a, a come up story. A team of Buddhist monks won an esports tournament in Thailand. They look real thrilled to have won. Now the monks uh, were studying at Bali Siddhat Sasuki or Saska. I'm sorry, what am I a noob? <laughs> um, yeah, that that place, Dude, and they uh, won. Jabroni. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they won a tournament at the Konke University to compete in a mobile game called Speed Drifters. They won an esports tournament, and they just let them in because yeah, whatever. Let the little kids play. They're not gonna fucking win. They won. And they already said, yeah, we're not doing the next tournament. You know what but this reminds me of? It's they were the underdogs throughout this tournament, you know what and this they came through, Rocky style. It reminds me of what was it that that Karate Kid with Hillary Strank? And yeah, the monks are, monks are bowling, and they just throw the ball down, and then they pray, and then it just pops up and strikes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we see that with them. I don't know, but monks drifting. Speed drifting. That's not a game that I would see monks, like Buddhist monks, playing. They just got, they caught the esports bug when they were studying at the university. And, you know, everybody else well, kind of looking so, down. So, so, on, just to let you know, I read the whole article and it was more like that was their downtime is playing yeah. that game. They were studying 20 hours a day. So they let them play that mobile game <laughs> to let them unwind. And they saw they saw that they were really good at it, and then they yeah. won their tournament. So yeah. the but money's going right to them. And, if and you think you're working a lot, these guys study twenty hours a day, and then the other four, oh, here, play a drifting game. No, no. So they still had physical stuff to do and like all that. So they were only playing that game for like an hour to an hour and a half. That is so fucking impressive. So. <laughs> It's like sitting down here to play Clash Royale, and all of a sudden, yeah, I gotta go out to a Clash Royale league. Yeah, we're gonna win the Pajangers Wallhangers team. Yeah, he just started, but yeah, we're good. Yeah, there we go. Like, oh, we won. Not as, and maybe if we become Buddhist monks, then that'd be more a little bit more impressive. Yeah, everything slows down. You have a little zen. There we go. But mine never mattered. It didn't matter to them. <laughs> it's all ones and zeros. 
<laughs> and Cuphead. This one seems a little bit nicer than it actually is. Now, Cuphead releases its official sheet music in hopes that, uh, you know, school bands will learn and practice them and perform them. Now, they're selling them in packs. I am, I am wholeheartedly... A couple dollars to $50 for the pack. It'll come with the PDF sheet music, and you can play the Cuphead music. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, because a lot of, a lot of people who are, enjoy like, video game music, like myself, will love to get the hands just, on, just to have it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And my daughter, my daughter does you know, the flute and band, so she would love to like do this stuff too. Oh yeah, let her have a go at the old ocarina and chase Link around. That <laughs> is the most entertaining thing that I have discovered recently. My dog Link likes to pull, run around the house while I just play horrible tunes on the ocarina because he got me an, a working ocarina one year, and I just play the I play the ocarina and I run around and he'll run all around the house. That's our fun time. It could not be more fitting. Link plays the ocarina. <laughs> so this one, it's a little expansion and going into our end segment here, but um, Avengers game. It mm-hmm. is going to have they kind of went a little bit into a little bit more of the hero mechan- uh, the heroic mechanic machinations machinations me- mechanic, um, which is the special attacks. Each hero will have three special attacks, support, assault, and an ultimate. And it w- they will all have a cooldown time. So kind of going with the kind of standard action RPG there with, you know, support attack, ultimate, Iron Man, center chest, probably rock the homing rockets and stuff, cap with the shield, Hulk with, you know, hulking out, the gamma clap, you know, maybe that's the ultimate. Gamma crush! Yeah. Like and then um, the game of clap is something else. The heroic, yeah. The heroics, uh, the heroics can be tweaked, specialized, and molded to your play style. Which that's the aspect that I liked, where you're going to be able to tweak a couple little things. You know, okay. I want to have a stun when I'm throwing the shield, so that way it stuns the guys when I hit them with cap shield, and then do that character customizing. So you're going to be able to have the different skins. And just the overall story, you have Camilla Khan, which is Ms. Marvel. She is the little girl on the helicarrier went for the uh, video that we saw during Gamescom. Okay. So if, especially if it's in the future, they said Ms. Marvel is going to be in this game. So whether playable or just a cutscene character, you're going to have a lot of, I think, deep cuts in this game, which are going to really make fans happy. So that brings me over to our end segment. Um, every end segment, we go through and we pose a thought experiment, not just break down to where we get down to the nitty gritty of everything. Um, this for this one, I wanted to do. Uh, let's see his ugly face. Yeah, uh, for this one, I wanted to do a special one here. What if now, especially off the heels of our last story, what if you could have any MCU heroes powers? Whose powers would you have? And why? Not so. Spider-Man. He's not included. He's no longer part of the. <laughs> you cannot the C can stand for comic. <laughs> That's the loophole. Because then you can have any of the Spider Spider Verse Spider-Man. Which I don't know. Tell me about Spider-Man. Would kind of be cool to have his little web sack. 
Like, oh no, my sack's empty. <laughs> Maybe the title of the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> my web sack is empty. Oh no. Now, like, after you post this question in the group chat, it's, I've it's, been thinking about it hard, man, but I don't know. It's it's down to two. It's down. I got it. Maybe down to two or three or five. Um, very certain. Just because I am on the, you know, I tend to think I'm a nice guy or a good person. Mm-hmm. At least I have some some. Oh, I already know. He's Devil Dinosaur. So, so some, <laughs> that's exactly what he is. Some assemblance of like ethics. Okay. Um, so are you, you're going anti-hero. I'm going because it's not Deadpool. If that's what you think, I, I, no way I would want Deadpool. I would have. I don't want to be crazy. Oh, and cancer. I mean, crazier. Yeah. Well, the cancer is fine because you have the regenerative healing, and you know. No, I would do. I would do Wolverine, but then I would like donate my life blood to science. <laughs> it sounds like a bit of a bit much. I don't know. They could do something because was well, Wolverine bone claws. And the healing factor, that would be kind of cool because nobody could really piss you off. And you would be an amazing chef. <laughs> you know? You? So you just chop up the cucumber, or you go three. You know? You'd be amazing. Well, you know, Chris's cooking hour. Hi, <laughs> um, <I'm> Bob. <laughs> I got it, Dan. I mean,. Because having Storm's powers would be cool. But I kind of want to go Daredevil. Because even if I do have to give up the, the ability site, to slack off at work and not do your job? Yeah. Yeah, but be a ninja about it. Oh! And the no. actual comic Daredevil, because he has a little bit more like fine tuned hearing, you know what I mean? Okay. He can hear for like three miles away, he can hear somebody's heartbeat. Like. That that would be kind of cool because of his powers. It doesn't matter if he can't be really see. annoying in a he city. He can still see, although computer screens would probably still be a problem for him. Well, in keyboards you do braille. It's, it's about our braille. Well, know. he's already learning. Braille. It's out. I'm not learning another kind of language. So that mixes that. Um, Spider Man, or I'd probably even go. Um, hmm. That's really hard. That is a, a difficult question to pose. Wolverine's a really good choice, but I'm thinking I'm going to go Spider-Man. I'll go Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and have my spider sacks. That way, I can still stick to walls. I'll still have my own spider fluid. He'll have his spider sack shooting his spider fluid. Yeah. I think we have a time <laughs> And it dissolves. Shooting you with my spider sack fluid. It's okay. It'll dissolve. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going Tobey Maguire Spider-Man with my sticky spider he sack. He is spider fluid. <laughs> so many good choices. Where are you going with this one? Because I also thought Doctor Strange, too, but... Mm, I'm going. I'm got staying out of the multiverse. I don't need to see many versions of me. I'm, I think there's enough of me. I go with Xavier. Ah, uh, the most powerful. One of the most powerful mutants. Because especially with Cerebro, you could actually make them legs work. <laughs> he got mind legs, Jenna. Mind <laughs> legs. <laughs> 
Uh, and like and to make it to make it easier for you. So, what are your top three if you could choose? Uh, mm, top three would be definitely Toby Toby Maguire Spider Man. Um, I would go Doctor Strange and Captain America. Okay. Easy. Let's go with uh, Xavier. Maybe Iron Man. Oh, you get bit by an iron and you become Iron Man? That's awesome. Uh, just the Iron Man alone, just having one of the multiple millions of dollars and making yeah, fancy advanced yeah, alien yeah. technology weapons and, you know, exosuits. I mean, that that's pretty badass in itself. Besides the billionaire playboy philanthropy. Philanthropist. That is, that is, that is part of the... Uh, <laughs> uh, words are hard. He said tips. <laughs> um, Just I don't know. I can't think of anybody else. I guess Cat. I guess. Because the Super Sam, how could you not? You just. Oh, or the Hulk would be interesting. The Hulk would be interesting, especially if you could balance it out. Not so much and not destroy Hulk. the house. I'd have to up the. Uh, you go Professor Hulk. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just don't make me angry, God damn Jehovah's Witnesses! Don't go to that house. Now, me, it would be, it would definitely be Wolverine, Morph. Oh, Morph! And then, um, Morph, yeah, was good, yeah. Morph was a good character. Just be able to be anybody. That's shape shifting, kind of mystique, but without the blue scales. You're He's nowhere near the fly. him. And then, it was go close. Hunt. Go get the fly. Go, go hunt. ahead. And then the, go teleport, then the teleportability of Nightcrawler. Oh, yeah, man. Going into the demonic realm and popping out. Although, because science did a good reason why you wouldn't want that power. I'm not going to go into it. They also were talked about. They they have a good you wouldn't want this superpower here series. But it looked that one up on uh, at because sci-fi and at yeah. because science. It's a really good videos up there. Um yeah man, so we got uh Wolverine, Spider-Man and Professor X. Bring forth there. Brain Fart Mistank was also one that we want to thank people who like that one. Um, we want to thank Kevin, Kevin. and Moisel Robinson for liking the last podcast, Stop Hunting Connor, Yogurt Aside, where Steve actually uh, watched a Goldfish get stomped into carpet oblivion. And uh, we thank Triangle. all of you. Yeah, Triangle, we thanked him last time for Gabe Floyd Mistank, and then we got a whole bunch of new follows out there on the audio side of the podcast, where you can find us anywhere audio podcasts are found. iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere. Pod News. Yep. We're everywhere, and we thank all of you for making it happen. We are, like I said, working on a website, so we can climb everything together in one and give you some great content on top of that. And, uh, of course, we want to thank you, listeners, watchers, for making all these podcasts great and original, and we give you all the best. If anybody has any ideas, they can. Uh, I created a uh, Eastern Region Podcasters Forum on Facebook. You can join that podcast forum. You can be a you know just a fly on the wall. You can contribute ideas. If you have an idea for a podcast and you need help, uh, you know fine tuning it, you can reach out to us if you yeah. want us to publish it for you. You can be part of the Perjangers and Love uh, and Wall Hangers Love Balloon. And then 
You can reach out to us at pjwh at gmail.com. You can reach out to us at, uh, you know, the phone number is 484-712-0067. You can reach out to us that way, yeah. and every one of us will be able to answer your calls. Um, and there's also a voicemail on there, too. There's also a so voicemail can, on there. You can leave your love on the voicemail, even if you don't get it. I'm also going to be creating a, a, a PJNWH, like, directly, a direct line, so uh, we'll, we'll be changing the phone number shortly, but... We'll also use those voicemails as like inserts and cut-ins to yeah, like the intros and outros of the podcast. Absolutely, because that's always something I like to do. I like to sneak in a little uh, extra content in the beginning and end of the podcast for you guys where you, when you listen on audio form, or if you go to YouTube uh, page, just type in the old YouTube search engine. Uh, per Jangers, and we are the only thing that pops up. Surprisingly, <laughs> who would have thought? Yeah, there's only one of us per Jangers, and of course, I, took, all I, I searched long and hard for a name that would only apply to us, man. <laughs> yeah. And of course, this is a long drawn out goodbye, as always. Thank you all for watching and listening, and as always, game on, boys and girls. We'll see you next week with another great podcast, and uh, yeah, that's how we go. Bye, Bob. Hi. Thanks for listening, Bob. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Teasing a new Resident Evil game. You tease. You're just teasing me, Capcom. Maybe Iron Man. Oh, you get bit by an iron and you become Iron Man? Dragon Ball Evolution. I'm not going to judge him for that. No, he won't. Everybody needs a paycheck. The guy who makes the... That's the Marionette. He's a different guy. The dark version of Jeff Dunn. Yeah. I will say. I haven't finished Gotham, but... Did you know that's a show about Matthew? Pizza, move on. Pizza, There we go. So it should be fun. Ah, that looks fine. I just have a stupid look on my face. He's very sparkly. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very Robert Pattinson of you. Some people notice me over here in the corner. All right, in three, two, one. Star Citizen is you don't know. He wears a shirt every single week of them. Not all of them are as sparkly as his Twilight one today. It was a huge disappointment. <sighs> hey, which color door you want? It doesn't matter, but you, which one you want? Another one in the books? Another long drawn out goodbye? Yeah, man. I don't think I will ever be uh, not awesomely comfortable with uh, leaving an awkward goodbye out there. <laughs> Just fits so nicely. It does. Uh, All right, man. Another one. Another one bites the dust here. Yeah. <laughs>